The truth is not something we find. The truth is something that finds us. Because the Gospel message is preached by the will of God to the people that need it at the time in which they need it. The Apostle Paul, as Saul before he became a believer, persecuted the church. And it was while he was working out in the desert going with letters to persecute the church that the truth found him. He was on his way down the Damascus road, I believe it was. But the Lord says, I'm going to turn you around, Saul. I'm going to turn you upside down and everything about you is going to be turned back the other way. I'm even going to change your name. You know, when Jesus finds us, when we are found, we become a new creation. And everything about us begins to change. And we become the sons of God. The Bible says, as many as believed on Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God. That power can only come from God. We didn't get up one day and say, I'm going to go out here and get saved. Did anybody say, well, I'm going to go get saved today? No, it come and it sought us out. Just like Brother Allen sings a song, The Night of All Nights, I believe it was. And it tells basically about Jesus finding that person and He searched every conceivable place before He found him. I thank God that I was found. I was blind, but now I see. I was lost, but now I'm found. Glory to God. It is a truth that the truth finds you. But here is another truth that may be a little difficult for you to comprehend. The title of the message is How God Gets Men Lost. Now that don't sound right, does it? It would seem like we get ourselves lost, don't we? But let me tell you something. If you're not lost, you can't be found. And I believe we all must be lost and understand that we are lost before we can ever come to the knowledge that we need a Savior. we got to get to the point in our life that we are totally lost without Jesus. And we've got to say, where is He who will take away the sin in my life? So it's how God gets men lost now. The text reveals some truth. Uh, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. But here's the truth that I can see in this. First of all, it tells how Jesus comes to us. And it says, For the Son of Man is come. That is, Jesus comes to us not as a condemning God, not as one with lightning bolts that will destroy and judge us. He said, I didn't come to judge. 
Jesus Christ came to this earth for one reason and one reason only, and that is to seek and save them which are lost. If you're not lost, then His purpose cannot be fulfilled in your life because you must first be lost to be found because Jesus is coming to seek and to say, those which are lost, I am glad, amen, that I realized one day I was lost and Jesus found me. The moment I realized I was lost, He was there. Hallelujah. How Jesus came. Jesus came. You know, the Bible says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched, with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. I talked about His temptation in the wilderness, I believe, a week or so ago. It might have been last week. And that tells us that Jesus was a man. He understands the things that we go through. He knows what it's like to be out in the wilderness. He knows what it's like to do without. He knows what it's like to not have sleep. He knows what it's like to be hot and weary and tired. Jesus knows. He knows and He understands all the situations that you have in your life. Isn't it good to know that when you go to Jesus... The one that will one day judge you has been where you were. And He understands everything. Say, brother, does that mean I can get away with sin? No. He was like you and tempted in everything, yet without sin. He understands temptation, though. He knows what it's like. He went through it. And here's another thing we learned. Why Jesus come? Why does Jesus come? He comes to seek and save that which is lost. He doesn't come to seek and save that which is found. He doesn't come to seek the righteous. He comes to seek the lost. And it also tells when Jesus comes. When might we expect Him to come? He comes when you are lost. He doesn't come before you're lost. He doesn't come when everything's going all right and you say, Hey man, I don't have to ask for questions. I know. Oh, ask this man for drink. No, I know where I'm at. You see, we men know that, don't we? We're not lost. Well, as long as we're not lost, we're just doomed to wander the aisles of Lowe's or Home Depot endlessly forever and not being able to find what we're looking for. A lot of things you find, but not what you're looking for. And that's the way man is when he doesn't know what he needs. 
You see, the problem is, before I came to Jesus, I used to get up in the middle of the night and there was something, a craving in my heart, Brother Jimmy. There was something I said, I need something and I don't know what it is. And I got up uh, and I would stumble through the house in the dark and go to the refrigerator and open it up and look in there. Anybody ever done that? And I would just look and look and look. And I wouldn't find what I was needing. I know I need something. And it's not in the refrigerator. I do know that. I'd get up and I'd pick up that old Gideon Bible that somebody gave me. I don't know who gave it to me. I thank God for the Gideons. They leave these Bibles everywhere. He comes... When we are lost, when we realize we are lost, that's when Jesus finds us. Oh, He knows where you're at all along. He knows right where you're at. But the problem is, Brother Michael, it's we who don't know where we are. It's not until we come to ourselves and say, wait a minute, this pig pen stinks that I'm in. I don't like to eat husk. I don't like to slop in the field here. I want to go where it's nice. So when Jesus comes, it's when we are lost. So it might come to reason. If He wants to save us, He must first get us lost. Now I know some of you still ain't with me. You're still trying to say, well, what in the world is He trying to do here? Let's just keep following Him. It also tells how God saves sinners. How does He do it? By getting us lost. And when we get lost, then we have to ask for directions. And let me tell you what the directions are. Somebody said, you know what these directions are? B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. B-I-B-L-E. And we got to read those instructions in order to find the way, don't we? But when... How many of you would pick up a map if you're not lost? How many of you would ask directions if you're not lost? I was lost down there in Cleveland the first time I went down. Uh, last Saturday, went down there. Been down there probably 30 times. But I'm getting old and forgetful. But I forgot which turn up. I turned to the, the first one the, instead of the second one. And I got down there. Everything looked familiar to me. And Dad says, this ain't the right place. I said, yeah, it is. I took a left there. She said, you take a left? I said, yeah, I did. She says, does this look familiar? And I said, no, but this has got to be the right way. Because I took a left. I got off the... The, the road there, whatever the name of it was. And next thing I know, I'm riding down the road, and I said, this ain't the way. I must have turned around. I turned around and come back and then got lost again. Next thing I know, I end up down there at Cleveland College down there. And I said, well, I know I ain't never seen no college down here. Maybe I could go in there and they'd tell me how to find my way. I mean, they're all smart in there anyway, ain't they? But see, Deb just happened to have a map. Before I left, I've run off Yahoo instructions or Googled it or whatever. 
I had all the directions that I needed to get me right where I was going. But my only problem, Brother Joe, is I didn't follow the instructions. I thought I knew where I was going. I'd been there so many times, and even after I was lost, it took some doing to convince me I was lost. I had to pull over and say, let me see those instructions. And she handed them to me and says, you're lost. I said, let me look at this. I'll be the judge of that. And I looked at it, turned it upside down, looked at it again. I said, honey, we're lost. <laughs> now, it wasn't until I acknowledged that I was lost that I begin to follow the instructions. Somebody say amen. amen. And when I followed the instructions, it wasn't long before I was where I was going. The sound says, when I get to where I'm going, let me tell you, some of you don't know where you're going, but I tell you, honey, where you're going, if you're not following Jesus, you're going to eternity in hell. And those tears will not be tears of joy. So what do we do? Read the instructions. And when you're lost, follow them. Let me tell you some things that was lost and some things that was found, some things that was restored, and some things that were never lost. First of all, we have in Luke chapter 15, well, the Pharisees were wondering, Brother Jimmy, why Jesus would sit down and eat with sinners. Look at him. He's, he's eating with sinners and publicans. Why, you couldn't get no worse people to eat with. And let me tell you, if you're going to eat with somebody back in those days, it must mean that you accepted them as your friends, that you were close to them. Let me tell you, sinner, there is nobody closer to you than Jesus Christ. Nobody, not your mama, not your daddy, not anybody in this world is any closer to you or a better friend to you than Jesus Christ. And you know, it doesn't matter that you're a sinner. He still eats with you. He still sits down with you because... You are His friend. You know what we say? He's the helpless sinner's friend. Jesus Christ. The helpless sinner's friends. He is our friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is our friend. But look at this. In Luke chapter 15, verse 4, it says, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, let me ask you this question. Who lost the sheep that was lost? The shepherd did. Oh, you say, Brother Spinner, that sheep wandered away. Yeah. But who said he was lost? If he lose one, let me tell you something. If you're 
dead to sin, you are lost to God, and there's only one thing in this world that was worth coming and leaving heaven for, and that was to save that pitiful lost sinner. That's the reason Jesus came. To seek and save them which is lost. If we were all righteous, He would have stayed home. But He lost some. He lost many. And every person that does not believe on Jesus Christ is lost. But they don't know it. He lost, the shepherd lost one sheep. And He says, does He not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which was lost until he find it. He seeks until he finds it. There's one thing for certain, sinner. If Jesus is looking for you, he's going to find you. He seeks until he finds. And when does he find? When you're lost. When you realize you're lost, that's when you're found. Is it, am I making any sense now? I know some of you are still having a hard day. You stand on your head and you're still trying to figure it out. Well, the thing is, when you stand on your head, you can't scratch your head, can you? Alright, let's look at something else here. There was another example of something lost. It was a, uh, in verse 8 of Luke 15. It says, Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece? Again, she lost the piece. But what does she do? She does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it. Amen. Jesus accepts the responsibility for your lost condition. And He seeks until He finds. But you must first know you're lost. Do you know you're lost, sinner? Or do you think if you died today, you would go where the psalm is talking about? When I get to where I'm going, well, where are you going? It's a good thought, isn't it? Actually, it may not be a good thought. Not for some. It's those that know they're lost that realize that hell is real. Those that think they're saved, and let me tell you, Brother Muncie said it last week, there's a lot of people saved instead of saved. A lot of people been saved because they think they're right. The Pharisees were not lost. Let me read one more. There was a lost man. In verse 24, For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Again, here's another that was found. And they began to be merry. There's one thing that happens when something that is lost is found. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. See, I learned something. You can speak in tongues all you want, but if I don't see the joy of the Holy Ghost on you, I begin to have to question whether that was the devil or the Lord. Because the devil can speak in tongues too. But it is joy unspeakable and full of glory. When you come to God, there is joy. Joy. 
I got the joy, joy, joy down in my heart to stay. Because I got the love of Jesus down in my heart. Oh, I can remember that from the days of Sunday school and Bible school. Vacation Bible school. You know, once you get that joy, Jesus came and He brought us His joy. Not the joy that the world gives you, but the joy that He brought. And that joy is to know that you've been found. Hallelujah. But we see a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost man. They were all lost, but they were all found. Somebody say praise the Lord. So if you're lost and you're found, then you are restored. Now there were some that didn't get restored there that day. Amen? There was 99 sheep that were forsaken by the shepherd to go after the one that was lost. Who got the best deal there? The lost. Those that were back that said, everything's fine with me. I'm once shaved, always shaved. Amen. I'll be all right. I'm going to heaven with a clean-shaven beard. I shaved this morning. I already need to shave again. See, these people were sad. The Lord said there's more joy in heaven over one sinner that repents than over 99. Amen, righteous people. Let me tell you something. Jesus didn't come to save righteous people. He came to save sinners. And until you realize you're a sinner, you're not going to get saved. Until you realize you are lost, you'll never be found. But it is those that are found that are saved. Those that are not, the 99, nothing happens to them. They're forsaken. The nine pieces of silver, you can imagine she didn't throw them away. But she wasn't thinking about the silver she had. She was thinking about the one she needed to find. You want Jesus to think of it? Let me tell you something. If you're a sinner here tonight, you are on the mind of Jesus. And He is praying for you.